0: Good evening, listeners. This is the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And my name's Ara, And I'm Ken. Ken? Who are you,
1: Ken? <laughs> An old friend from the past.
2: Have
0: you uh, been on the show before? That sounds I've,
3: scary <laughs> and creepy. That's,
1: I've never been on the show. I've never called into the show, but I remember you from when we were back in high school. Back in high school. So what's funny is we didn't actually go to high school together, but somehow lived
0: near each other. And uh, have you heard of Coffee Serve?
1: I remember that.
0: Yeah. So we were on CompuServe at the same time, which meant like you dial in, I would say something like Prodigy, but people aren't going to remember what Prodigy what is, what is, is if this? they don't know what CompuServe 1994?
1: is. At least at least
0: 94. Yeah. Like I was 15, uh, that had to be. So If 94. you were I was. Yeah. So so let's say 94-ish and you have this computer modem that can connect to things. Uh one of those things your dad's work pays for. And so you go on to, to CompuServe and you're like, oh, I like games. So I'm going to go to the games channel or place or whatever they called yeah, it,
1: right? Uh, gamers, yeah.
0: Yeah. I have no idea what happened there. I think it was, it was just message boards, right?
1: Message boards, file libraries, chat rooms. Yeah.
0: So it's not like these days where like you go on Facebook, you can play games. There's no playing
1: involved. Well, there were text adventures. And so you guys met in a text really? adventure? I did, not, I did not even know that. Did there you guys were. have a text adventure? To you? No, no I, I posted a, I don't know, but it came out that I needed my PlayStation 1 serviced, so you uh-huh. told me to bring it up to your Babbage's, is that where you worked? Software, et cetera?
0: No, no, I've worked at... Electronics uh, Boutique? Electronics Boutique, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I need to mod it or something?
2: Is yes. That what happened? Yes.
0: Why did you need a mod? You're all like super straight-laced. In fact, you are the epitome of straight-laced. Imports. Oh, that there was a good reason for that. I've forgotten.
1: How yeah, else I am I going to get my vib ribbon fix? Oh, man.
3: Now, now wait, Ken. Um, you, you, you aren't ever. from my past, are you?
1: I'm from your past, but you're not from mine.
3: Yeah, I had a feeling.
1: No, no, we've never met. Because I
0: mentioned your name last week to R, and he's like, wait a minute.
1: Wait, why do I know that
3: name?
0: Maybe because of the one email he wrote two years ago or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which you read on the air. And this was, time two and I was years a complete
3: ago, asshole. Apparently, which,
1: uh, that's, which is what I do best. It's consistent apparently. with your character. We learned last week
0: that that's common <laughs> here. All right, so so enough about Ken. We uh, there's a few housekeeping things that we want to get out of the way right off the bat. So, or at least one.
3: At least one. Um, so it turns out you ever you know about TED. You've heard of TED. Yes, the TED. So TED is this really awesome some kind of like convention where people give really famous people give really famous talks and uh, everybody who's somebody um, or hmm, I don't even know if I'd go that far. But anyway, right, really important thing happens at TED and really important people. And if you're there, you're really important. Right? Apparently. My question
0: is: Are they famous before they give the talk, or only because they gave the talk?
3: Um, well, it's like one of those things, right? It's it's almost like an oprah ish thing where they usually are. So, if you're not famous and you give one, then it makes you a little famous. Okay. Anyway, um, so there's this thing called TEDx, which is kind of like the PeeWee's Playhouse version of TED. Yeah,
0: it's the non-famous people version, uh,
3: right? Yeah. And so, and uh, although maybe uh, those who aspire to be. One day, giving a bona fide TED Talk, may give one of these. Um, But anyway, as it turns out, there is a TEDx event happening on April 7th in Phoenix. It's actually called TEDx ASU West. So it's not even the TED, it's TEDx, and it's not even the real ASU, it's ASU West. Um, But I'll be giving a talk on April 7th in that program, and it's going to be... Something about um, depth in gameplay. Okay. Something we talk about here quite often. Or try. I can't tell you more about it because I haven't made the talk yet. But I can guarantee you that it'll be interesting. So Uh, is is
1: this depth like preventing pop-up?
3: No, not like zebub for depth, but actually like depth as in like depth in a piece of art. Oh, like
1: whether or not it's compelling.
3: You know when you talk about something and you say, hey, that's deep... That's yeah. that's, the one.
0: that's gotcha. the one we're talking that's about. That's the deepness he's talking about. Yeah, That's deep, man. <clears throat> okay. That's that's uh that's cool. Although I
3: don't know, like sometimes like you might be at like Home Depot and you might be looking at the shelves and you'd be like, hey, that's deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but usually <laughs> not.
0: Okay. Well uh, I certainly am looking forward to that, that reason to leave work slightly early that day.
3: Yeah. So if you're in Phoenix uh, and you'd like to attend, um, you can go to TED West com. The dot is only after TEDxASUWest.
0: That is a long domain name.
3: And it's actually free to register, but you have to register and you have to RSVP. Um, so if you'd like to hear me talk, if you would like to confront me and heckle me, even now's your chance. Yeah. Now,
0: are you going to have um, visual accompaniment like many a- oh, yes. or any of these talks have?
3: Oh, yes. uh, it will be an audiovisual talk. No doubt. Okay.
0: Can you make sure your slides don't suck?
3: I, I would like to believe that I always make sure my slides don't suck. Are you using PowerPoint? What? Yeah. Well, that is. I'm not going to address that
1: question because there's no right answer to <laughs> <Yeah>. that question.
0: <laughs> De- well, so definitely use whatever the Mac equivalent is. What is it called? Keynote. Keynote.
1: I would suggest looking at Prezi. <sighs> Pretty slick.
3: Yeah. So um, the listeners didn't. Listen to the part of our conversation before the show where I talked about many of my devices being powered by potatoes. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'll have luxuries of using other um, applications to exhibit my talk.
0: But yeah, before you give your talk, listen, just go buy a Mac, learn their software, yeah, and no, put no, a presentation yeah, together. No problem. You don't have other stuff going on anyway. Nothing at all. Okay. So That never happens. So good. You've got this big talk coming up. Uh, you 're used to that though because you you talk at other things like uh like when you teach at a s u right you
3: know i kind of this I kind of consider it you know like a stepping stone for me because I like public speaking and i 've' been trying to practice as much as possible and ironically, being on the show from week to week has been one of the things that 's made public speaking um, not only much well. It's allowed me to be much more capable at doing that, and it's given me really good practice. So I never actually told you that, Alon. All right, but um, I am glad to hear it. Yes. Yeah. One day I might actually also give a TED talk. But
0: yesterday at work, I was all of a sudden caught off guard. Like, oh, you need to give a presentation to these really big, important people out of nowhere. And so while someone else was talking, I was like, all right, I guess this is what I'm going to have to figure out how to say. Clearly I'm good at at that Mm -hmm. (laughs) As you can tell
3: So that was good Maybe this this radio show has helped me too All right,
0: What else do we have to to do?
3: So we got some letters too Let's see We got one letter from um, Joe Which seems to be uh, writing us on a weekly basis now He does And we've got one from uh, Alan G Let's give Alan some spotlight All right, Well um, Alan So thank you for your letter Alan So he was writing us about The conversation we were having about Video game music Right um, Which is a conversation we've had on more than one occasion, I should say. Yep. So so there's just a couple things. I'll, I'll, I'll read you guys a couple of choice quotes. Um, so one thing he wanted to share with everyone is a personal favorite of his was the uh, Dead Red Redemption soundtrack. And he says, It was perfect in my mind and was a great accompaniment to the on-screen action. Um, I haven't actually played Red Dead. But um, he tells us that apparently they took this that, that Yoshi bongo concept that we were talking about. How yeah. when you get on Yoshi in Super Mario World, you hear the bongo accompany you. Yeah, it, it takes the existing music and adds something complementary to it rather than completely changing it. Yeah, so apparently in Red Dead, they, they take this to an even further extreme. And um, he thought that that was quite wonderful.
1: What, you mean like when you get on the horse or something?
3: Um, well, he said... Almost every action in the game triggered, a new stem in the music. So I don't know if that's the case or not, but uh, certainly it sounds like they've been taking that to another level.
0: Yeah, it. I mean, I can I can sort of imagine it. I also have not not played Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Revolver, uh, but yeah, I could picture like you get on the horse and suddenly the cowboy style music kicks in. So a little no bit bongos more. then. Probably not bongos. Yeah, too bad. But but yeah, I can, I can see that happening. And like when you walk into the bar. You've got your your standard music, but maybe it overlays something, some creepiness or something, because you know someone could be ready to beat you up. Or I, it definitely seems doable in a sure. scenario. And, like and that. in
3: fact, actually, like there's been we didn't cover this last time, but there's been a lot of games who are tr- that are trying to um, you know do this dynamic music stuff. Quite a, quite a few of them, um, and not only like just most recently ones, but like uh, like Jack and Daxter, for example you know, had a soundtrack that would change in, in tempo and orchestration depending on whether you were engaged with enemies or not. So I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it didn't actually change the music. It just changed the instrumentation. So it got more fast-paced and more combat-y, you know, dynamically when you got into combat and then it kind of, like, settled down afterward when, when you weren't into that stuff. Um, but he also, he continues his letter. He said, um, I also disagree with Aura in that licensed... Soundtracks can make a player lose something by sacrificing associating certain levels or tracks with the music. I think this is one of those examples where someone takes something we say
0: to, as if we think it applies in every scenario all the time when he, clearly there's exceptions to everything. Yeah,
3: so he's dis- it's, so you'll, you'll hear in a minute, like, he's disagreeing with me, but I don't think he really is because his counterpoint actually doesn't address anything that I said.
0: Yeah, well, he brings up Tony Hawk, right, and how the music in Tony Hawk was really suitable and it makes sense. You know, because it's skater music in a skating game. and right. um, At least that's that's sort you of the can, point he was trying to make. You
3: can associate the music in Tony Hawk very strongly with Tony Hawk, right? So my point to clarify, it maybe it didn't come across well enough, was that in a game, and gosh, I don't even remember what they do in the Tony Hawk games, right? But let's say for... They just play music that you could hear on the radio. Yeah, but let, let's say for sake of discussion, the structure was like you had like this soundtrack and for level, let's say the warehouse level, Right. Just played a random track, right? So this is the kind of structure I'm talking about. When like if if you hear a different random track, even though the soundtrack's awesome and totally suitable for for Tony Hawk, right? If you hear a different random track every time you're in that level, you don't get that connection with associating a certain piece of music with the level, and that's something that I think is important. You lose.
0: Yeah, I mean it can't really be contextual. Although, I mean, I guess you could argue that there's a, a a specific subset of tracks that are available in the warehouse level that are, are all suitable for it, but, but still... Well,
3: if if they did that, then it would just be the same thing, but just to a medium extent, right? Yeah,
0: I, I could see what you're saying. Um, definitely, there, there's a difference between just playing something randomly and then, uh, or alternatively, attaching a real piece Yeah, Actually, piece music
3: to to an action or, or area or something Yeah. so in conclusion for this actually I don't think uh, Alan is disagreeing with me he's just um, disagreeing with something else I didn't say okay So <laughs> totally valid this, well, is, this is apparently like this is normal for, for like, us for discussions Yeah. No, it's just straw man city for like internet stuff good well internet generation
0: concerning is, people don't understand what we say uh, often enough I'm going to go to break so they have to stop listening to us We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. It's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com.
3: To Chatterbox Video Game
1: Radio, listeners can dial in by calling one eight eight eight. No, nope. no, no,
0: they can't. No, dial in anymore. it's funny. It's funny that he tried to help out
1: like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. It was eight six six. I got excited for a second. Eleven hundred.
0: Yeah. Well, there's Whatever. there's lots of numbers I was in there. That
3: we'd received phone calls, and we were actually at a radio studio. But no. if only I'd yeah. been here a month earlier. No,
0: no. But we don't do the Collins anymore. We're I guess we should consider that. Like, we could start doing Skype. We could. There's all sorts of things we could do. You know, Google Hangout. Um, there's options. We can get in the all games thing and stream stuff. It's cr- anyway. Not right now. Don't call us, but email us. Chatterboxgameshow dot com is uh, is the website. Uh, also, if you're listening to the show, it is because the University of Advanced and Technology, housed at UAT.edu, dot edu, makes that possible. So thank you to them. Now, Ken. Hold on. We didn't quite introduce you earlier. You uh, you have your own podcast.
1: I do. It's a monthly podcast called Open Apple, and it's all about the Apple II computer.
0: Specifically about the Apple II? The Apple
1: II, sir. The Apple IIe, the 2C, 2GS.
3: So there's i uh, I'm glad you said that.
1: We're all over I was,
3: it. I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. You
1: know, 2GS. Yeah. That, was, that
3: was actually, that was my second computer,
1: the 2GS. Really? Yeah, that's the yeah. 16-bit one. That's the good stuff. Yeah. So there's
0: probably a lot of content that comes up on, uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, on a
1: monthly po- basis, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of new content about the Apple II. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we used to have a f- fun little audio game where we'd uh, play a clip from an old Apple II game, see if you could name the game, give okay. away prizes and everything.
0: So we, you've managed to find other people
1: interested in participating in this podcast. Yeah, I got a co-host out in Denver. And wow. uh, the Apple II community actually has its own annual convention in Kansas City and a quarterly magazine. All
0: right. It's I wonder if you can rate the the size or maybe style of a community based on where their annual convention is held. Right? Kansas City,
3: I think you might be able to. Mm, I don't know. Kansas how big, City could
0: be How big are we talking about? 200 people?
1: Oh, at least a quarter of that.
0: Okay. At least 50 people come out for the Apple 2 convention annually i think i think kansas you have city. to
3: factor in
1: like what the city's known for
0: but what's funny there's two kansas cities very very close to each other so there's probably a lot of confusion it's the same
1: city just with the state line down the middle but it is well okay
0: <laughs> it feels like two different cities yes if, if you've you have the residents
1: it's two very different cities <laughs> yeah
0: um they're adamant about that like if there was a
1: ribs convention there
0: that that, that would, would
1: be that bad. would make sense to that'd me that'd be the place for that ribs and uh, jazz yeah. yeah,
0: so okay, so you do a podcast on the Apple II, which I assume means you're devoted
3: are to they, the Apple II. Are they making new software for the 2GS?
1: Software and hardware. For the 2GS? Yes, sir. We have we have an oh Ethernet card. Gosh. We can put our 2GS on the internet. Wait a minute. It's Wait, wild. What?
0: Wait a minute. Yes, sir. They are making hardware? Is that because Woz put in the old connection <laughs> stuff and you can connect a bunch of junk to your Apple II?
1: Yes, there are the seven expansion slots in the Apple II. We got Ethernet cards. We have VGA cards. It's awesome. That's Man. incredible. Man, uh, Compact Flash, USB.
3: Now, I remember, I got I to gotta say something real quick. Okay? Please do. I remember when I had my 2GS, I got, like, this special, like, crazy, insane demo, okay, this graphics demo, and it was, like, if I remember correctly, right, it was, like, it was just, it would, because I, I don't think the 2GS could normally, like, display, like, more than like I don't know, like what, like two hundred and fifty six colors on the screen? Sounds about right. So this demo was like, okay, this demo showed pictures. All it would do is display like three pictures and they were four thousand ninety six colors at once. And it was like um, some kind of incredible thing that now that I'm recounting it sounds really lame today. Well, well there well, was this whole then.
1: there was this whole demo scene back in the eighties oh, where I, I, and, and it's, it's still kind of alive there's a that was
3: like my major form of entertainment for me it was just just to watch and pretend to play the demos cuz you hardly could play anything then
1: you should check out the documentary the art of the algorithm which is all about the demo scene they're going to be playing it at PAX East next Very month interesting
0: I have yet to actually bother going to PAX East, but I've heard that they totally stole the idea that I gave to them a long time ago.
1: There will be uh, a session. The schedule just came out last week for what's going to be occurring at PAX East, and one of the sessions is how to build your own arcade joystick, and it's being offered not by you, Alon.
0: I'm so mad about that. I should write... An angry text or
3: email to Rob and be like, "What's up, Rob? That was my idea." There could there could also be an opportunity to um, turn the session into something completely different.
1: I will be yeah. there picketing.
0: <laughs> for the For the record, he may very well have had that idea before I came to him with it, <laughs> and then but just continued along. But I certainly I proposed that to him. For example, a, the session a few years ago
3: should could turn into like. How to clear a room of 200 people in five seconds. I've done that before in my second
0: Family Feud event at PAX. (laughs) People were not happy with that one.
1: I know. We need the Chatterbox Treasure Box at PAX East. I mean, that's your home region anyway. Yeah. Come home, Alon.
0: How far is PAX East from where you live? Like 20 miles. Nice. Dude. Yeah. All right.
3: Hey, I've got another 2GS uh, tidbit. I want
0: to ask how many Apple IIs you own as a result. Just two.
1: Just two. Well, that's well disappointing. three if you count my dad's.
3: Is it one of them a two okay. GS? All three of them are. See, this guy knows what he's doing.
1: What is
0: the GS? I mean, how does graphics
1: that and sound? It's sixteen yeah. bit compared to the eight bit two E, two C, two plus.
3: It's it was like it's like it's like the it's like the Bentley of Apple two. I didn't realize they
0: they released so many different versions of the Apple two.
1: The Apple two E was the most popular. It was on the market for about eleven years. It was the last Apple two they made up until the November of ninety three. 11 years it was being made? Uh, roughly, yeah. Wow. Yes. Can you imagine that happening today, using the same Macintosh for 11 years?
0: Using the same anything for 11 years. Cell phones. Wives. Right. Using
3: the same cell phone for yeah. more than a year. But yeah. I was
1: the Apple II was my primary computer back in high school when I met you, when I started writing a weekly newspaper column all about video games, which is what got me to E3, which is where I think I last saw you. Probably. It's been a while. E3, seriously. Yeah. But I got...
0: I do do not actually remember meeting you anywhere, so... Oh, I
1: was at some Nintendo session. I walked by you and I did a double take. I'm like, wait, that's a lawn. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I... When the uh, print industry started being replaced by the online industry, I got out of gaming and I work for Computer World magazine now, but... Uh, I still do a little bit of gaming journalism, like Game Fest, which is coming up this week at the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C.
0: You're going there.
1: I am. It's the kickoff of the art of the video game exhibit, and they're going to have a keynote by Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari and Chuck E. Cheese, both of which went bankrupt, by the way. But he did did well prior to that. Okay. And they have a remote (laughs) session by Hideo Kojima of Metal Gear Solid fame. Yeah, and they're going to have live performances by one of your former guests from Chatterbox, uh, Seth and Michelle Sternberger of Eight Bit Weapon, the Chip Tune group.
0: We we did have them on once. So, uh, are you going to be able to to watch any of these sessions uh, remotely? Could any of our listeners actually pay attention to this stuff, or do you have to be there?
1: I haven't heard about any sort of a live streaming feed from Game Fest, but the exhibit will be going on for months and months. It's just the this first weekend that's the actual like gala.
0: Okay. It'd be interesting. They should stream that through Xbox or whatever. Xbox Live. They should. Okay. Anyway, we have avoided
3: uh, a lot of gaming discussion this episode. You so ready for this? Yes. Watch this. So um, you remember um, there was like this uh, on the 2GS. Are we still on is that? It? Watch. Just watch what
0: happened. Ara's for. face is oh, lit up right now.
3: So um, there used to be like some kind of disc like disc subscription service you remember what they called that soft disc soft disc yes yeah. sir yeah so i remember i had a soft disc description description subscription Subs- and there were a bunch of games on there by um good old john carmack if you remember
1: i i think you're close i think you mean john romero was it
3: i thought it was carmack dangerous dave Mm. Anyway, where are you going with this? Anyway, right? Like there, there were like some really, really early like dungeon games. Sure. That um, gosh, I could have sworn it was Carmack actually.
1: But they they were both employees of Softdisk, were they? Okay, yes.
3: so maybe maybe I got both of them. I think they were, but there was I, the one I'm thinking of. I mean, these are like terrible games, right? But it just I just found it was so interesting that. Like, Carmack's original stuff, I played and thought was shit.
1: Well, you know who is the keynote speaker at this year's Apple II convention is John Romero. Romero.
0: Yes. Why did I talk or hear about Romero recently? Is he
3: dating someone horrible? He's dating someone.
1: Brenda Brathwaite?
0: That's what we
3: were talking about. But this is not a video game gossip show.
0: No, (laughs) but I just, I'm fascinated that I even know who Brathwaite is and am not impressed by her in any way. So that's there's that well there is that
1: she'll also be at our convention
0: all right is is romero the one that like tries to look look like a gucci model who's the crazy
1: he's got long hair long flowing hair
0: yeah that's the one i'm talking about
1: yeah yeah
0: okay all right well moving right along we've got about two minutes left in this segment. We've let's, got we've got more emails to talk about.
3: Let's yeah, let's let's go quickly then, through this letter.
0: Yeah, from I want to talk about some trying too yeah, before yeah. the end of the day. For sure. For For sure.
3: Okay. Now by the way, um you guys like please don't let Joe dominate the show and send us some letters. So anyway, getting to Joe, which would be you if you wrote in, um, he writes us because he's outraged about uh, the Mass Effect three ending. And he also he wants to ask us No spoilers. Um, Well, since I haven't played it... We don't care about spoilers (laughs) on this show, by the way. (laughs) I can't give any spoilers. Um, But apparently there's this huge fan outrage about the Mass Effect 3 ending. Um, I did read a few articles about it, and there seems to be some division about what's so outrageous. Like, some people just don't like the way the game ended. Um, Other people, I remember this uh, Kotaku piece that I uh, read the other day. Um, where the guy was saying, well, it's not like the, the content of the ending that like makes it really effed up. It's the fact that like they basically change the rules on you about wh- how some of the the dialogue systems work, and you basically you end up either depending on what you've done previously. Like you either have to make a choice in the game where uh, like the second option is game over, and you don't realize it until after the fact, which is always lame. Or there's like you've been playing this entire game a certain way, like role playing as a certain personality, and the the choices that you're given at the end are apparently sufficiently ambiguous that like they don't like you don't get any sense of what the result would be based on what choices you're confronted with, which is also I think always a bad thing in games.
0: Especially if the game focuses a lot On having conversations right. And dialogue trees
3: right. So so it's it's kind of funny, Joe I don't know why you're asking us this Because you're asking us uh, Whether we feel like gamers have a right To be angry with how a story in a game ends
0: Let me ask you are, are you about to express an opinion Provide a conclusion or a thought Yes Good, hold on to it And we'll talk about it when we get back Good We'll time. be right back
2: You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one.
0: Woo-hoo. All right, and we're back. And in the time that we were gone, Ken told me how much he appreciates our discipline in keeping the show. Uh, in a format similar to that of an actual radio station like we used to be. And uh, so I want to say to you, you're welcome. I'm glad that I'm able to make your day. My week. Your week uh, with our program and keeping it approximately 45 minutes. Although, last week not so much. Went very long, but but that's all right. Anyway, uh, we wanted to talk about Joe's letter, or we wanted you you to conclude your amazing,
3: insightful thoughts about... Whatever he wrote about, you are far too kind, Volan. Um, okay, so here is what Joe is saying. He's saying, generally, I have no problem accepting a story's end, be it good or bad. I feel so jaded towards it because I was told for the last five years how much my choices matter, only to find out they don't. I think that's what has me more angry than anything. And he—that would piss that. me off. That would piss is me. Is that off what they're me. complaining about? Well, that's that. That is one of the complaints. Um... Like I like we just said, like another one is just the content of the ending. Some people didn't like, right? It's either that or, you know, the fact that they don't like how they can't actually choose how the game ends. Um, and I don't even know, Joe, why you're asking us if gamers have a right to be angry with how a story of the game ends. I mean, if you don't have the right to be disappointed or unsatisfied with the content of something, what do you have the right to do?
0: Well, you oftentimes tell people about how they don't have a right for this or that. And maybe that's where he's going with it.
3: Uh, well, maybe. But, I mean, clearly, you know, I mean, this is this is subjective content in, you know, a product. It just happens to be a video game. Yeah, it can be good. It can be bad. You so they do it.
0: make a really big deal about the fact that your decisions matter. So much so that they carry on from one game to the next, Right. right. So if you have a party member that was you allowed to die in the first game, and like he doesn't get carried to the next game, stuff like that, I believe that's how involved it gets. Right. Um, and apparently they throw it all out the window at the end of this game. That's interesting.
3: And I can, I can see how people... You um, should
0: forward me that email, and I will send it to my friend who is involved in Mass Effect 3 and see what he has to say about it.
3: For sure. I'm sure it'll be the first time he's ever heard anything of that.
0: No, I'll just be like, listen, hey, what happened with this? I did not... I did not know about this. Of course, he doesn't work in the development. Well, I'll side tell of it, you. But.
3: I'll tell you. You know, I'll tell you one thing that I don't think people um, should be have a legitimate complaint about. Hemorrhoids? No. All right. I'm just in the dark here. <laughs> close. Very close. Um, it's this whole DLC garbage about people not. F- People who feel that if something's offered as DLC, um, depending on how it's offered, it's somehow legitimate, a legitimate thing to sell or not. And what I'm getting at is this whole debacle that recently happened about um, that last Capcom game, that Street Fighter Cross Tekken.
0: Yeah. How is this relating
3: to Mass Effect Three? I want to make sure not. you build that bridge. It's it's related because. Joe's asking, oh, do people have a right to complain about the Mass Effect 3 thing? And I'm like, of course they do. Why wouldn't they? And then you were like, well, he's probably he's probably saying that because you often tell people that I don't
1: have a right that's to That's a it. very natural transition. I, sure. g- I picked up on that. I,
3: was, I was not. Okay. Especially since I re-explained it all over again. But that's okay. Um, so, yeah, like I don't understand. Okay, look. So are we
1: talking about, like, on-disc DLC, day one DLC? I will, I
3: will even go... I will present...
0: On-disc on is what they did with Street Fighter Cross. Right. Darwin. I
3: will present the most stark version of how this can happen to explain my argument and why I don't think people can complain, should be complaining about I it. can't wait to hear it. Okay. So, here's the thing, okay? The thing that irks people who buy games off the most with regards to DLC, I believe... Is the fact that okay? Well, they buy a game, right? And then there's DLC that they can buy on the first day. And let's say, for sake of argument and discussion, that it's um, it's on the disc. Okay, so you get this DLC and you have to pay ten dollars for it. Just made up number, sacred discussion. And it can actually came on the disc. And so people feel slighted. They're like, I bought this product. I'm. It's actually. I actually have it um, you are now making me pay ten dollars to basically unlock it. I can see how somebody could get annoyed right but here 's the thing right here 's one reason why i don 't think that there's nothing there 's anything wrong with this and I, and i don 't even think that there 's anything um deceptive or immoral or any of those bad things about it is that when when they sell you something right like when you when you look at a retail game they 'll say here 's what comes with the game right. You're getting A, B, C, D for 50 bucks or whatever, right? Oh, and if you want to get this other thing, it's 20 bucks or 10 bucks or five bucks or whatever. That's the DLC, part, right? So I feel like it's completely within the corporation's right and purview to say, okay, um, this is this much and this is that much and it shouldn't matter how it's delivered, right? Because as long as they're being straightforward with what service you're getting, what product you're getting for how much, right like this isn't one of those situations where it's like oh you know if you know in this in this fighting game like there's 15 characters and it says on the back of the box you get 15 characters but actually you get 12 and you have to pay for two more that I, that i don't think is right but if they're saying you're going to get 15 characters and you get them and then you can unlock two more by paying money um who cares what the delivery method is. But Why I don't, does it matter?
1: I don't think the packaging on the games is that detailed. I don't think it says 12 characters included with the purchase of this game. I think what people expect is that they're buying the disc in the box and what they're getting instead is 80% of what's on the disc.
0: I think they're complaining about the fact that the developers... Like, in, back in the day, you would build the game and you would release the game and that would be it. You want more content, you buy the sequel. And they think these guys put in the work, they made the game... They were ready to ship, and so whatever they were able to produce at this point is what we get. Like, why, if they were able to put it together in whatever budget they had, right. and they put it on the disc, why can I not get access to it? Why make me pay more? What you're doing is basically just saying, instead of the standard sixty dollars for this game, we're now charging you whatever it is, I, I seventy or seventy five or eighty.
3: Right? It's I, of getting slighted in that way, but it's like it's really, really. Like here, here's the rub, right? Um, it's not like you're buying a tub of ice cream, right, and you can't access the last 20%, right? It's – the the value and the cost of, like, what material gets put in game is um, – <laughs> now you're cracking me up now. I'm going to – lose my train of thought what,
1: what do we do it's, he's, he's just looking at me funny Go no go on this is fascinating i'm riveted ice cream okay. yes you were saying like, it's not yeah. like ice cream we're uh-huh. i, stuck ate, on I ice
0: cream. ate some ice cream last night
1: <laughs> mm.
3: like it's R- rocky road it's so it's it's i will say it's virtually impossible to like to measure the value of x amount of content you know so if you get x amount of more content right Let's, let's, for sake of this part of the discussion, right? Like, let's assume that it's. Um, gosh.
1: Okay, dude, I used to okay, work. I, I, worked, yeah. I worked at Blockbuster, and a parent and his little kid came in, and they were looking for a Nintendo 64 game to rent. Okay. And the kid said, Dad, I want to get Clay Fighter 63 and a third. And the dad said, No, because we have a Nintendo 64, and I want all 64, and you're missing two thirds with that game.
3: Really? Did that happen? Yes. I
1: swear to God.
3: See, I but, mean, I, But I
1: can, come on.
0: Clearly that guy had to be joking.
1: No. He was just that technically illiterate.
3: <laughs> uh, I can understand how it feels like you're getting less. But I, I suppose my point is that it's – the amount that you're getting for the amount that you're paying is arbitrary in the first place. Agreed. And so – What's happening now that's unpalatable to consumers, and I can understand the unpalatability, um, is the fact that they're arbitrarily chopping up what the the consumer thinks they might be getting and selling the pieces separately. And it's a little bit insensful because uh, not only are they doing that, but you actually have the part that they're chopping up. They're just not letting you get to it yet, right? So I can understand the annoyance, right? But... There's nothing. There's nothing like illegal about that, right? There's nothing. I think. I don't think about any that. of us are claiming that. No,
1: certainly not. No,
3: but I mean, with, if you look at the way people are complaining, you would think that somebody killed someone else's grandmother in order to achieve such a thing.
0: Yeah. Well, the, I'll tell you what. The benefit here is that uh, companies have given credence to the voices of of people on the internet to such a degree that now they'll probably just allow the DLC to go out for that's, free. That's so the now thing. I end up getting stuff. That uh, I wouldn't have gotten otherwise it's, for free because they put it on the disc and made the controversy for themselves.
3: It's crazy. I just saw this thing today where it was um, was it like the new like Mass Effect DLC or something? Where there was actually like a public announcement where the company was like, "Okay, guys, this is like this is like 600 megabytes worth of content." <laughs> And it was like they were defending themselves, and like, well, well, peop- and like it was developed by a different team working concurrently, and they were like saying all these things to convince you that this, under no circumstances, could ever be packaged. ...as part of the original so you don't get angry.
1: Yeah, people were complaining that it was on disc DLC... ...when what it was was that they shipped the disc with certain art assets... Right. ...that the DLC uses. That's right. But the actual extra like story yeah. was not available in time to put on the disc. So yeah, they... but,
3: but the crazy thing is... I mean, Alon, you're totally right. I think that the corporations are only perpetuating this idea... ...and giving it more credence and more legitimacy... When I don't think they had to in the first place. So EA
1: should not have addressed it at all. They just would have said, doesn't matter where it came from, just enjoy it.
3: Well, I e- don't know EA? what they should have what, done. What are we talking about now? But, but the Streisand Mass effect is very powerful. Capcom.
0: Are we talking about Mass Effect Both. 3 now?
3: Both. We're going back. Am I loo- yeah.
0: I'm losing track.
1: We're going back and forth. Mass Effect. Okay.
3: Right? Because they can, they can only alert more people to the concept of such a thing being unfair by them talking about it publicly. You know? It's it's literally like it's just this the Streisand effect. That's what it is. You know, I think that if I don't know. If if more of the companies ignored it, I think it'd probably have a better chance of it going away, I suppose. Although there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of people
1: complaining. But we don't want it to go away because then Elon won't get free DLC. I want my free
0: DLC. <laughs> of course for that I would first have to buy the game. So we'll see if that... If that happens. Also true. I think when the new joystick I'm working on that we talked about, huh? When that comes around, I will probably pick up. Mass Effect 3? Uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh, okay. Fine. Anyway, time for a break. We'll be right back, at which point I will talk about trying to...
2: Where else are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology. UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu.
3: And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Sponsored by
0: University of Advancing Technology, UAT.edu. Go check it out. Should I go there? Yes, you should even though you already have a phd you do right that's what you got
1: close just a master's just a master's yeah what's in what publishing i'm sorry what
3: you're a master of publishing yes wait a minute they give out masters for that
1: yes there are three schools on the east coast that offer that program and i went to one of them
3: wow
0: a phd of publishing master's (laughs) Um, masters. A it's masters. a terminal degree we're,
3: we're so confused about this conceptually That we're so, just mixing up words back and forth now.
0: So how do you become a doctor of publishing?
1: <laughs> not by going to UAT.edu
0: <laughs> Or a master even
1: No, not even So
0: a pu- of publishing video games?
1: No like, um, Really, so there's
0: no saving grace here?
1: Books, magazines, and online are the three tracks they offer. But this is what's confusing. Me. I feel
0: like you could do that at a trade
3: school. Like you could learn to publish. Like publishing those things doesn't involve making any of the content, does it?
1: There is some of that. The program that we went to has
0: Well there's the first page
1: and the last is page it, that say like, they're is published is by like what to do. No, there's column writing, there's feature writing, there's book editing, there's book marketing, there's online publishing, e books. It's complicated.
3: I mean the publishing stuff I get
1: Kindle I've, publishing
3: I've just okay 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 let me just put it this way okay I've I've always thought of like like the stuff cuz I used to be press as well and like the stuff that I did was like the peon work like the actual work of making the content for the published product and then there was like some miser like on the 10th floor and he was the publisher so, are so you have the masters in being the all powerful, the annoying guy upstairs? Miser? No no no, no, no,
1: no, no. This is not a masters of having the title of publisher. This is a masters of the entire publishing industry, which can include editorial.
3: Oh, okay. Now it's making a little sense.
1: Do you need an
0: unpaid position? But on it's much less dramatic. Podcast.
3: Than I think about? No.
1: Do I need one? Yes. I already have my own unpaid position on my own podcast. Nice. Thanks.
0: What we didn't say is that uh, you're listening to us on podcast thanks to Ken. One day, probably seven years ago, I get an email. It's like, hey, you heard about this Apple thing called iTunes? I totally put your show on there. Awesome. He was
3: responsible.
0: Yeah, because we just... There was no podcast. We just you know, would record the show and put it online to download somewhere. But now turned it into a fancy XML and, uh, and it's podcast through iTunes. I did not go through that process. I still do not know how to do that to this day. But we have been on iTunes for like seven years. And that's thanks, thanks to Ken, who yeah, I talk to about as frequently as I speak to my mother, which is to say infrequently. Because you wouldn't be learning it from me, that's for sure.
1: And someday yeah. this show may frustrate me so much I may need to do your WordPress redesign as well.
0: Oh man, I'm totally. I'm gonna do that one day. Them fucking mm-hmm. words. Yeah, sure. Gonna do that. Uh huh. I'm, yep. I'm,
3: I'm even. I'm almost as upset as Candace. Mm.
0: All right. So,
1: Alon, have you played any good games lately?
0: So I played trying 2 this weekend. Amazing. I said. I said to myself, I want to sit and play a game. Uh, actually, I said to my friend in a text message, "Do you want to come over for donuts and games?" And uh, and so he got the donuts. I. uh. I figured out what game we were going to play, and that was trying
3: to that's a good trick. I should try that sometime. yeah
0: by the way, side story, the way I found the game that I wanted to play was going to Metacritic and just looking at the top scores and finding the first game that I was interested in playing uh down down the list and what was funny to me was that Mass Effect three was on there, and I hadn't heard about this upset you know group of people who didn't like the ending or whatever um Mass Effect 3 highly rated as 93 or something like that on Metacritic but then the user rating is miserable it's like a 3 something and a lot of the top games actually are that way where it's rated very very highly and the user rating is very low which is obviously some sort of abuse scenario um,
3: you think it's only abuse scenarios it can't be legitimate to have
0: that level of disparity in a game that is critically acclaimed because all I'm hearing about is how awesome Mass Effect 3 is yes
3: but what if I mean what if everybody was leg- who Put that score in, the three is legitimately upset.
0: That I, I don't know, but I would argue that the ending doesn't make the game.
3: Or does it? Someone else might Maybe. disagree, especially Maybe.
0: because it's such a narrative style game. Sure. Uh, anyway, I just took note of that, and it was interesting. But then, Sotrine Two listed there and confirmed that it's for Xbox Live, even though the first one was not on Xbox Live. Uh, so, or Xbox Live Arcade. <clears throat> so I downloaded that, which is crazy because I don't usually buy games uh, online, digital download, whatever. But I paid a good $15. I went through the same BS of me having 360 points and not being able to buy enough points to buy the game. So I had to buy extra.
3: I'm impressed, on Yeah. I'm very impressed.
0: So then I go to play this game. And you have played at least the demo of the first Trine.
3: Is that right? Yeah. I actually, I, one thing I'm really curious about is – and I don't, even, I don't even know if you remember that the first Trine did this – but in the new one is there any um narration over you like playing through the action of the game?
1: What you mean like Bastion?
3: See that's funny. Like Bastion because a lot of people think that Bastion originated that sort of thing, but that was in Trine 1 in the beginning.
0: No, but Bastion like it 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 does it in a different way. It's like
3: it does it does it in a slightly it, different it way. It seems
0: actually reactionary to what you're doing. Yes,
3: but if you go back and, and it is Right, but if you go back and play the first Trine, um, you may be surprised at how much they've developed that sort of thing.
0: Well, Trine two does not do that. There's plenty of narration in the game. Most of it's between levels, as you're on the loading screen and they read the playing. story. Um, there is some while you're playing, mostly in the first level, like tutorial style, right? Like talk, yeah. kind of giving you the the context of what's going on. Like uh, you know, the first is the wizard who's not. Not very strong and not very brave, which makes you think, okay, he doesn't have any attacks. He only okay, has magic. Okay, so that, that
3: actually sounds along the same lines as the first try. Yeah,
0: it, it gives you a little bit of explanation through narrative. And it's while the game is in session rather than in between. But, but nothing like Bastion where like when you break something okay, by well, attacking well, don't,
3: it. Don't like, don't, like, don't like frame it to me like it's the greatest thing ever. I'm
0: not. I'm just saying like it, it's not like Bastion at all. It simply has a voiceover.
3: Well, it is in the sense that it's narration concurrent with gameplay. Yeah, But I don't, I don't want us to dwell on this, so keep yeah. going.
0: Anyway, so instead of just playing the demo, like we did in the original, I uh, just sort of fooled around for a few minutes. I actually got got to get a feel for the whole game. And uh, we have talked in the past, I have talked about in the past, how I thought like physics was the, the up-and-coming, like it's the next big step. Everyone's going to start doing physics in games, which uh, I don't know if it happened as universally as I expected it to, but certainly there's a lot of it. Um, and that, that's what Trine really, that's where it shines. I want to say, I don't, I don't know how I want to, how I want to put it. There's a lot of it in there.
3: Are you feeling a little bit ambivalent about all that physics in the game?
0: No, I liked it. And here's why I liked it. And, and I've, I think I talked about this before when there was another yeah. game. But there's
3: some hesitation. So what's the source? No, of I'm trying hesitation? to, I'm,
0: I was trying to say that physics was like, the whole game was centered around physics puzzles and stuff, which is not the case i was I was realizing that what I was saying is simply not not true, but there's a lot of it in the game. That's right? true. Um, and And so that was nice. and what I like the, the situation that creates is that you are playing the game and you have you know whatever your goal is, usually it's you know simply get across or get somewhere which you can't get to because like you have to perform some puzzle that makes a plant appear or, or makes a ledge open up that you can jump on or something. Right. But um, since it's physics based and you have the option, just like, however you can make your character get from here to there, make it so right. And so if you're playing two player, it's it's actually really easy. There's basically uh, a cheat that breaks the game, which is a little bit, frustrating and i'd rather just awesome. not do that because you can just make your if you're playing two player one player can make the other player basically fly because you know how you can like create a box and then move a box yeah. so the wizard character for those who aren't familiar with this game can create a box in thin air so that you have a box that you could step on or you know drop somewhere whatever you want to do with it so the other character can step on the box and you can move the box therefore the character on the box moves with it um, and so you can make him get to high heights that you you know you can't get the thing that you're trying to collect, which is high up in the air. But since you can make your your teammate fly, essentially, uh, he can get whatever he needs, right? Well, and so, what
1: genre of game is
0: this? It's platform puzzle.
3: Say like side view platform.
0: Yeah, I should probably say that. So uh, very simple explanation is platform puzzle you've got to you know just go linearly through the game and there are certain things like okay you have to get over this ledge but how do you get over the ledge you've got to be able to move you know pull this lever that moves this ledge so you can jump on the ledge to get over the whatever mountain is in the way or something um and there it's centered around the fact that there's these three different types of characters so you have the the wizard the thief who's just basically a chick with a grappling hook and then the warrior guy Um, And you can switch on the fly. You just press a button and you're one of the other people, right? And so sometimes you need to be the wizard because you need to be able to make a box to put somewhere or to jump on it to then use the grappling hook or whatever it is, right? You have to do these. uh, Each character has a very specific skill. And so... um, You have to switch between them and hypothetically you could be playing a three-person game where each person is playing one of the characters and you are not allowed to switch Hmm. between the characters but you wouldn't want to do that unless like you actually there's a setting in the game like make your character switchable or not um and i would only ever do that if i had three players with two players that would not work out because you you're pretty much always going to need access to all of the characters
1: i think i got one of the i think i got the original trine in one of the humble indie bundles
0: I think it was involved, yeah. It's a great game. You should play it. The control, unfortunately, is lacking in a number of areas, and I always say how key control is to the success of a game. So that was unfortunate, but sort of pushed through because the rest of the game is... By the way, it's very pretty, which is nice.
3: Have they gotten any better at drawing spikes since the last one?
0: I am i don't remember the first one okay. enough to tell you. Well, but it, it, the, the art was all very, very nice.
3: The first one... The spike art was also very, very nice, but it was like for every bed of spikes, the drawing of spikes in the bed of spikes was like a like unique painting almost. And a lot of times like you didn't know, you weren't really sure if it was spikes or not because it was always so contextually different in appearance.
0: There's certainly a lot going on and there were a couple times I hit spikes when I didn't realize I was. Yeah. But it wasn't frequent. I, it, not a big deal. Plus, this game basically makes it impossible to die for the most part because there's such frequent checkpoints which also revive you. Well, that's
3: great. Let's have spikes and then just not make it matter. That's
0: yeah. Cool. Anyway, I, what I liked about it, physics-based, you can, you can solve things in many different ways. And I was finding myself, like when I was playing with my partner, oftentimes just skipping past something using the floating cheat um, and sort of like feeling bad that I didn't do it the right way. And then I played the whole second half of the game on my own because uh, we just didn't finish it while he was around, and I was forced to to figure them out uh you know how to do it with just one person, and that was that was fun or there's like there's little ways you can manipulate how the world works um and get beyond what standard limitations exist so like you can only create one thing unless you upgrade your your wizard character you can only create one thing either the box or the plank or well actually the plank is an upgrade but the point is you can only create one if you create another box the first one disappears but there is an instant while the first one is disappearing where it still has collision qualities so you can have like two boxes for just a second and so you can take advantage of that by stepping on one and quickly stepping on the next and getting you know, to whatever ledge you need to get to. Really,
3: this is a practical exploit.
0: Uh, I don't know that they intended it. I would. No, I would no, no. Think but that's that not they...
3: what I'm asking. It's like you can practically use that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what? You've got to be really quick about I'll it. I'll make a prediction but... because that sounds pretty game breaking too. I think I think that they just because I've had these discussions about exploits, um, you know, in my professional career as well. And there's always a contingent. There's always, like, actually two contingents. And you can probably guess what they are. There's always, like, this one group where they're like, oh, no, this is really important. Like, this is not an exploit that you should be able to make. And this is going to totally break the game. We should really fix this. I usually t- tend to fall into that group, right? But there's usually this other contingent that's like, ah, uh, you know, like, just let him do it. Who cares? It's not going to matter that much. Nobody's going to do it. Um and I kind of get the feeling like maybe the, uh, that's, that's the conversation they had. They just decided that it just wouldn't matter. Although this, that, that stuff, if that was the case, that kind of irks. I because mean, I s-
0: someone had to determine when the collision goes away. Like, is it at the beginning of the animation of when the box begins to disappear or is that at the end? So someone right. made that decision and they could quite easily have changed it. But, I mean, maybe they just said we want the animation to look fluid and therefore the box has to interact during that time period yeah well
3: see that's that's the thing like um, don't don't discount too much the ability uh, for things to be set to work a certain way without their their those things being very, very carefully authored. Let me put it that way like it could very well just be the way it is because uh, I mean they could have known about it and it could be deliberate, but I don't think that that's the case. Because um, otherwise, they would have probably let you have more than one in the first place
0: well, you you actually can so you throughout the game, you collect these things which act as currency for you to upgrade your characters, and you choose like which one you want to upgrade and, and one of those is the ability to make more than one box oh that's interesting right so you can create up to four if you upgrade max yeah. right so
3: I mean this is like total speculation, but like if I was a betting man and a guessing man, I would guess that. It was more likely than not. Um, like the reason why the timing on the collision is that way would probably be to support uh, whatever like physical animation is happening there, and because that's usually the way it ends up. Unfortunately, yeah. art art overrules the functionality. You're not saying? that art overrules the functionality; It's that it's built for the purpose of art in the first place. Especially depending on like if the, what kinds of tools they have and what they're what their development process is like, but more often than not um, it's built the first time and whoever's doing it, does it just to make it look good and doesn't think ahead or think that it's more important to make it work good. Um, and then they just, things just end up that way and they leave them that way.
0: Yeah. Well, I like it. I like what it added to the game. Um, and it's just, it's, it's fun to have this interesting thing that you can play around with and you have to be really quick it, it, becomes an extra challenge so you like the exploit in other words well i mean i could i could more easily have just upgraded my character and not had to worry about it but it Uh, was it was interesting to me to figure it out without having to upgrade the character like and they make it really easy because you can just you know how you make the decision to buy this thing and then okay you have to collect a whole bunch more stuff you can before you can buy another one and this one you can just reset and say all right give me back all of my choices start at zero and so, like, every minute, you could be changing the stuff that you bought. So you upgrade one character, max, and then you need the other one. Okay, so you upgrade the other one, max.
3: That's really... That's, that's really game-breaking.
0: But that was a decision. Like, they had to, to put in the reset function.
3: Yeah. So the, what that sounds like, probably what happened... I guess I'm feeling really like a gambler today, but...
0: They just wanted to make it accessible and... No, no, no. Not on have on people the contrary, whine about it.
3: it sounds like what might have happened was that, like... Um, you know, there's probably... Some sort of, like, you can probably screw yourself really bad by choosing a really bad upgrade path. And they, I bet you that they probably did this, so made this change so that you can avoid screwing yourself and putting yourself into a purchasing hole.
0: Probably so you don't... Have, well, it's, it's not that extensive that, that what you're describing is really an option. But certainly, it's you might not be able to max out in a certain area because... Um, I I believe, according to the the math that I've seen, I haven't actually checked, but I'm pretty sure you have to collect every single thing in order to max out every character. There's no, like,
3: excess currency in the world. Okay, so there's no actual way to screw yourself by buying the wrong things? No, 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 there is.
0: Because the currency is perfectly finite and exact,
3: like, to max out your characters, you need to get every last one. So it sounds like they gave you that option so that in order to avoid that other situation of you basically buying yourself into a corner and not being able to do anything, right? Yeah. It's and just it's
0: it's not so bad as you're describing because yeah. there's not that many options to begin with. But
3: Right. But if it's possible, then that's like a huge yeah. game-breaking bug.
0: It may very well have been something that they added at the end to accommodate that problem. Yeah. But but they also I'll could have put a limitation on, on it, not allowed you to do it at will as often as you want. Right.
3: But see like that's the thing, right? Like it takes it would take more design and thinking and that's true. That's, true. that's usually at a premium, especially late in the development cycle. Yeah.
0: So that would have taken a lot of design and thinking. It's certainly taking a lot of time from us on the show. Gone long once again. But uh, but I think we'll close the show now. Thank you for listening to my, my Trine discussion. Um, it was good. I, I actually recommend people give it a shot. It's, it'll be especially good if you can get three people together to play simultaneously local. None of that online crap. Don't do it. You want people in... In the living room with you, playing games, old school.
3: As long as we all have cell phones that are modern and up to date.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. in the same room. You don't need. You don't even need cell phones. Cell phones are overrated. Yeah, we right now could be playing this game. Right now, we could download it, all play together, play it through. It would only take us ten hours. No
3: well, that's problem. Clearly, what we have to do for the next yeah. ten
0: hours. I have no idea how many hours it is, by the way. But it took me like three sittings, so. Anyway, thank you, Ken, for coming on. We thank have you, not sir. mentioned how to get a hold of your podcast, your Apple Two X podcast.
1: Open dash Apple dot net.
0: Open dash Apple dot net. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, and that's that's the name of it.
1: The name of the show is Open Apple.
0: Open Apple. Okay, got it. So, wait, Open dash like dash or
1: just. Open. The, the open punctuation. Apple. Yes, Good. open hyphen apple dot net if you prefer.
0: Good times, and you can get that in the iTunes.
1: Yes, sir. You can subscribe and everything. And you do
0: other things, blogs and the whatnot. Uh,
1: I have more blogs than I can count. I do Computer World, uh, Game Bits, Word Bits, Show Bits. I'm out there.
0: All right, advice to anyone out there: don't hire someone who can't count high enough, as high as the number of the blogs that they have.
1: It's dangerous. Yeah. That yeah. is, that is. But thank you so much for having me on the show I've been listening to the show for all eight years That you've been doing it and I've been looking forward to the day That I found myself in the area I really appreciate you letting me come on the show Thank you.
0: you You are very welcome and if I find myself in Boston again I will force myself under your Apple II show So I can do nothing but make fun of the fact that I don't know anything about Apple II
1: The invitation is Heartily extended to Aura And by the way when you didn't know what system Choplifter originated on On last month's episode Oh my god I was going nuts I Come try
3: on. I try and make as many people
1: get as possible. Well done, sir.
3: So, all right.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. ChatterboxGameshow.com is the address. We'll be back next week.
1: Thanks. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.